kick fall for Mitchell! St. Johnston are level in injury time! Where's the final whistle, he says. Well, there it is! Superb St. Johnston! Defeating Perth for Rangers! Stevie May gets the shot deflected in him. And while Stevie May may not have got the goal, his side definitely got the points. Is Brown. What a goal! Wow! James Brown with a magnificent strike! That's his first ever in professional football. Oh, this is a classic from Brown. And St Johnston lead, having not beaten Rangers here for over a decade. We're bringing on back the good times, and I'm living on air. So glad that you're. He's in the mood. Great ball! from St Johnston and we have sensation in the fair city but it is Sainties who double their lead fabulous ball there from me and that's as good a finish from a striker as you will see Nicky Clark into the six yard box it comes and it's Nicky Clark with the St Johnston equaliser it's a tremendous leap from the striker St. Johnston have turned this one around. Hibs one, St. Johnston two. Time is running out for St. Johnston. Finds Crawford, who crosses, and it's in! And it's Nicky Clark in the 96th minute. Callum Davidson will be delighted. Both St. Johnston fans certainly are. And I'm living on Letting fly with an magnificent goal. The boil's inside, and there it is. That's it. St. Johnson are in the final. Stevie May. They scored. Callum Hendry. Stephen Anderson scores. And what is it about Sean Rooney and Cup finals? He's gone and done it again. Did you miss us? Probably not, but we're back. It's the Dogger Saints podcast. I'm Sam Miller. I'm joined by Danny Williams, as always. The return of the Mac. The return of the Jedi. The return of... Bernie, and we can at Bernie's too. He's still dead. Yes, correct. <laughs> All of these returns vastly outweigh ours. Let's not mess about it. They vastly outweigh ours, but it's good to be back, baby. 
It is. Thank you for uh, sitting tight and waiting for us. But we are back. We are back to full health. We are ready to go. And what a pack show we've got. We've got new features as well. I don't think I've even told Dan about them. It's been that much of a whirlwind day. But before we get going... It's nice to Yeah, as always. But we are delighted, nay, honoured, to be once again brought... The podcast has been brought once again by the fine people at Flonix. Oh, boy. Have we ever missed them? And yeah, we've got to got to say thank you to Dan, and we'll um, speak a little bit more about Dan later on. We will, um, in, well indeed, and we'll get the song back as well. We'll get the song back. We'll get the song back. <laughs> but we need to say thank you to Dan and everyone at Flonix for for supporting us again and helping us get this show back on the road. Indeed. And if you're unaware, Flonix offers flexible IT support, professional IT project delivery, and expert IT advice. I've said that. I've, that's, I know that off by heart now, Dan. And you'll get Lynn's very loud shouty version in the middle of the podcast somewhere as well, which is always a wee wake-up call for you. Flonix offers flexible <laughs> IT solutions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Lynn. Yeah. Oh. We've got to talk about Lynn as well later on in the podcast um, as she discovers what happens to our billboards, which have been taken down in the ground. She's not happy, but we got to the bottom of that one. That's a nice three-piece epic for the podcast today. Charlie King's doing a thing, and we're going to find out what thing he's been doing this week. We've got... <laughs> Popmaster, we're not doing top of the tops because uh, my phone's broken and all the fixtures are on there and I don't know who's playing who this week, so I'm not going to be able to do that. But we'll get there. Um, what else have we got? Giorgio Boy on the Royal. We have got a big... A triple header. A triple dunter of the old Boyle. That's big. We've got a club shop of shame and a club shop of fame news. But before we get anything, let's talk more about Flonix and Dan uh, Lamb, who, who, who's the main man behind Flonix. You may or may not be aware, uh, it was actually made national press this week, that his wife, Ashley Lamb, um, had suffered a, a terrible brain tumour just before giving birth a few years ago. So he's set up a website which has a silent auction on it. So he's trying to raise money to send her to a centre in Hull, which uses cutting-edge technology to help retrain the brain. It's a brilliant, worthwhile cause, and some of the prizes on here are brilliant. Uh, for the Saints' perspective, there is signed tops, there is a signed training top. There is a cup double shirt. There's a top signed by Xander Clark. That's amongst all the signed Celtic top. Match worn Liam Craig shirt. Hospitality for four. The list goes on and on and on. AshleyLamb.co.uk is the website. And that's Ashley spelled A-S-H-L-I-E. Dan's one of the great guys. He really is. A lovely fella. And yeah, it's just, it's probably been a very trying time for for Dan and Ashley uh, over the last few years. And I mean, it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing that people can get involved with and, you know, dig deep and hopefully raise the raise the required funds to, to, get, to, to get Ashley to go and see these uh, wonderful people down in Hull. So yeah, absolutely fantastic thing they're doing. And as I like to say, get there. Indeed you do. Oh, I've missed that as well. So yeah, go to ashleylamb.co.uk and the silent auction's on there. It's not just saying stuff as well. There's everything from blackboards to tablets to crates of beer to golf trips that is wild and varied. So we'll give you all the details again at the end of the podcast. But we are here, as you find out at the start of the podcast, to bring the good times, Dan. And it feels like the good times have returned to McDermott Park. Ah, oh, they're coming back. They're, well, they might well be back. We don't want to speak too soon because Glob... 2.0 return of the glob is <laughs> is back with a vengeance so i think we we jumped around about over the course of the weekend jumped around six league placings maybe not as many as that but up and down like a bride's nighty um <laughs> so it I'm was granddad like i know yeah <laughs> it's a bit of a phase right this is just totally off topic 
um, and, and horrible. Um, but there was a phase at the golf club um, where I used to work back home and played a bit, and my dad played there. It was um, there was a bit of a spate of elderly members passing away, <laughs> and obviously they had a flag, had the flag up there. Um, can't remember if it was like the Union Jack or the flag of St George, but um, while well, someone wants to remark that flag's been up and down like a bride's nightie recently. <laughs> Very respectful. But yeah, it's a titled league. And at one point, I think for 20 odd minutes, we were sitting third in the table and that was Passport Ut. Then Motherwell kind of got the equaliser. And uh, we kinda, but we're still sitting in the top six, which is for kind of going into the festive period, which we will do after the World Cup break. An unknown over the last three or four seasons, we've always been rank rotten and bottom of the table. Then we get going. Oh, only get going after Christmas. <laughs> hey. Um yeah, no, it is, a, it is a refreshing change, actually. I think the last time we were tickling the top half at the break, obviously the break's a little bit earlier this year with the World Cup, which we'll come on to. But obviously the break's a little bit earlier in the World Cup. I think the last time we were tickling the top half was, uh, I think, 18-19, I think. We ended up finishing eighth, which was our lowest finish for quite a while until last season. But... You can't argue it. Last five games, three wins, two draws. And to be honest with you, the two draws have come when the boys have been... I thought it all could... I actually think two really good draws then because I thought... Now, I've never been to the Lord Mayor's show, let alone any of the events that sort of follow it, but I thought there could have been a bit of a come down after that Rangers game because they did put everything into that game. Yeah. And you can tell they were tired the last couple of games, but they've... They got through it, gritted the teeth. That's a warning. That's a, a Google Chrome warning, apparently. But no, we'll, we'll delete that and we'll carry on. We move. Anyway. Uh, yeah, for obviously there was the draw that felt like a win through Paisley. That was a miserable night. The last minute. Miserable. Absolutely miserable. But uh, I can't really, like, here's a funny thing. There was a couple of folks that weren't getting in with, uh, with balaclavas. Granted, they were told, do not come in with a balaclava. Some of them had them rolled up like hats. And then in walks Seamus Ferry with a motorbike helmet on, <laughs> straight in, straight through. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? I went, brilliant. Just... I admire that hustle. Uh, <laughs> there's there something about the same mirror I read today that um, parent and child tried to go at the Rangers game, I think, on Saturday, and they got refused because the wee boy was eating a packet of buttons and he wasn't allowed to take them in, which is just... I know the bouncer are total the bouncers. So that's what they pretty much are. Well, just, that's what they like, yeah. yeah no, just, you're not far off. No food, not getting in. When They should have really just looked at common sense when like, it's a four-year-old eating a packet of buttons. They ended up going to the police, I was reading, and then they let them in and... It's not as nonsense. I had a bloody horrible time to bar the goal at the end uh, when my big stupid fat face was all over the cameras at the end. Yeah, big fat face. I'm not a big. I'm winding you. I'm winding you. My big fat life. face, but I'm trying to slim it down. I'm I'm on my bike quite a bit, and uh, I'm, not, I'm, seen that. I'm not had a beer or a cigarette in two weeks. There we go. So, well done, you. No, very good. No, it's not. It's not good at all. But. <laughs> Um, the form's pretty good. Uh, the breaks maybe came just about at the right time, but we'll go on a player. We'll do a player report kind of near the end of the podcast. But in terms of the results and the fixtures, the Rangers game was brilliant. See, minute one, as you say, felt like a win. The comeback against Hibs was brilliant. It just seems like a team that have got the kind of team spirit back of old. They do, and they look a good bunch. And I think there is still not meant to be negative here because um, I'm not. I'm genuinely not meaning to be. I think there is a valid. It might have been on our last episode, actually, with Sean the Hammer Hamilton. Um, and he said there is like that concern about this is a pretty good-looking side in many ways, but there's a, <laughs> it's a pretty good-looking side, this. And you probably know in two years' time, might be back to square one. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. 
we're not there yet. And for now, they're doing a they're doing a very good job. Yeah, um, the back three last season, we had one person who was a stalwart, Liam Gordon, uh, and one person who was always coming in and out of the team, be it Dendonker or Ambrose, and then you had Makara wanted away, so it was never going to work. But this season, you've got uh, people who we thought was probably going to um, be too old to get in the team, but they're kind of in it to prove a point, which is great. But we'll get to the, the players at the end of the season. But speaking of players, this is big news, big time news. This is great. It's all about this. <laughs> That's right. It's a good, good theme, that. Perth's own David Wotherspoon is off to the World Cup in guitar, uh, representing Canada at the World Cup, and that is nothing more than the guy deserves. He's, I've been a friend of the show, he's a lovely all-round guy, and he's done it. He's there. It's brilliant, and... It, it's fantastic. It just, like you say, it couldn't have happened to a nicer lad. I mean, we know David, admittedly not especially well, but it, he is just the nicest guy. And we know Ian is a good mate of ours, his brother, a lot better. And, you know, it's a lovely guy. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, a nicer family. And, yeah, it's, like you say, it's nothing more than he deserves for, <laughs> I mean, really for a lifetime's work. Um, because it's probably not more, it's not really a recent thing, because obviously he's been out for a year. So, but it, it, maybe there is that recent thing, because to come back from the injury he had, to work his way back, and it's frustrating, and obviously watching the team play like a bag of spanners last season, he sat on the sidelines and not really able to do anything about it, and then watching the team sort of grow into a bit of form this season, then he's got to try and get back in and get himself fit, and... Yeah, I think there's been the odd little setback on the way. Um, I think when he was trying to get, you know, stuff like little niggles, which you, which you get when you've not been playing and you've not been able to do stuff. And when he was trying to get back, there was a game arranged that got, like a bounce game arranged that got called off because the Queen died. Stuff like that. Just mad, mad stuff that you can't really control at all. So, you know what? He's come back into the side. He's not played a lot. But when he has played, he's been fantastic. I thought he was outstanding last Sunday against Rangers. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and you've seen a wee glimpse of it against Motherwell as well, the wee drag over, which led to the goal when he just kind of sent the guy packing. Just as easy as that, a wee step over, got a shot away, keeper pirate out to Dre Wright, who scored the goal. But, um, oh, it's still going. Still going. It's a bit crackly version, though. Good, good anthem. Right. Uh, so, yeah, David Wilson. So what we thought we'd do this week is go into the Dogger Saints vault and pull out our chat with David Witherspoon, which came at the end of the double cup winning season. He was on, I think he was in Florida at the time, I think, on international camp. He was on international duty, yeah. So, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, it would have been Florida. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, because he went to Disneyland. I remember did a, a photo shot with him with Mickey Mouse ears on. Certainly enjoying himself at the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) What a rare treat. So, yeah, here it is in all its glory. It's our chat with David Witherspoon from at the end of the 2021 season. It's David Witherspoon. Hello, David. Oh, good. Hello. How you doing? How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, thank you. Yourselves? Tip top. You are the winner of the Dogger Saints Player of the Year 
award, surely the pinnacle of your career. Yeah, of course. That's the best trophy I've ever had. So thank you very much for everyone that's that's voted for me. It's a real pleasure and uh, honoured. No, not a problem at all. We'll get that to you one way or the other. Um, <laughs> Ian, you'll probably be our best route for that one. <laughs> okay, you'll deliver it to me. I do love the colours though on, uh, on the ribbons. There you go, the teal and magenta I'm ribbons. All, yes, that was. I'm, all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Ah, sorry, have we cleaned that, Sam? Uh, has that been cleaned? It has. It was filled with lagger after the Scottish Cup final in the pub, but it's now been emptied. <laughs> be glad to know it's been been well scrubbed out. Yeah, had a good Probably. old time with that. Uh, I was actually going to touch on the teal and magenta thing later on. Um, I remember seeing pictures of you with the kids wearing all your old kits. Was that one that you had back in the day? It was. I don't know where it went. I don't know where it's gone, but I did have it. I did have it, and I loved it. I uh, absolutely loved it, and it's it's one that I would definitely see back at St Johnston. Would uh, would love to see it back. A glowing endorsement, indeed. Yep. So that's another trophy to add to your to the cabinet. Not been a bad season for you. It's not been bad at all. No, it's been unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, still, still not sunk in um, quite how good the season's been for for the club to to get. Two trophies in the one season was just incredible, and to finish fifth as well in, in the league because it's a tough league. From where we were at the start of the season to to how we finished was just incredible. Uh, it really is. We we've struggled to put into words every single week. Yeah, just touching on that, David. When we're speaking to Craig Bryce and he gave the old trust in the process and all that when you're down the bottom of the league, was that genuinely what it was, or was it just? It was. I think if you if you listen. Back to my interviews, I always said um, at the start of the season, even though we weren't getting the results, our performances were there. And it's just a, a case of believing that we would get the results. And that belief shined through towards the end of the season. And it, it, just a case of trust in the process, like Bryson said, it was a case of that. And we knew the team spirit was there and we'd get through it. And we did in, in flying colours. Indeed. And another European trip beckons. You, you're, you're used to them. You've, you've had your fair few of them. I've had my fair few. It's, uh, there's been ups and downs in Europe, but uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting to, to, to see what we've done for the club. And yeah, it's an exciting season ahead to, to play in Europe again. Did you see the list of teams that we could potentially be getting? I've seen a few. Uh, I've seen a few, like so Galatasaray and Rapid Vienna. It's just, it's incredible. It's, it's something that would, that would be a, a great, Great, uh, great game to to play in, and and uh, we were always always looking forward. Speaking of, I'm I'm I've got an eye in the background there. You're obviously in a in a hotel room. Is that a picture of a a, a bikinied woman on a speedboat? What am I looking at there? Uh, it looks like she's in the in the water. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it is it is it's a hotel room. I'm in. Where are uh, you? Where are you in the world, David? I am in Orlando at the moment. Oh. Um, with the, the Canadian national squad. So um, I'm currently in Orlando. Uh, it's 31 degrees outside. Oh. Uh, it's bright sunshine. But yeah, it's been it's been good so far. It's a pleasure you're taking your downtime to, to chat to us instead of going on Space Mountain or something like that, David. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be there in about an hour. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, on your off day, what's your plans for your off day? Yeah, we're off to Wet and Wild for the day, so what a treat. How <laughs> Universal, you... Universal is not far away. Brilliant. So you got two games coming up this week with the Canada squad, Aruba and Suriname. Yes, yes. Uh, Aruba on Saturday and then Suriname on the Tuesday, I think. Um, so it's going to be going to be quick, quick fire games. It's a it's the first round of this tournament, qualify for the World Cup. So if we get through these two games, uh, we go into the next next round which is a, a double header against Haiti or Nicaragua um, so it's a couple of hard games if we if we can get through these two games it'll be a massive achievement for us uh, and then 
if we can get through the next two, it'd be a, a, a even bigger achievement to get through to the next stage, which is a, I think it's a, a group sort of stage um, to, to qualify for the World Cup, which is massive. Indeed, as we had uh, Nick Dasvich on the podcast, you know, the start of the season, and he said that the Canadian squad and the youngsters coming through, you're in great shape going forward. Um, yes, with the squad you've got. It's, what, what they keep saying is, it's the golden generation um, at the moment. It's, it's a lot of young boys coming through, and a lot of senior pros that are um, that are experiencing this for the for obviously several times before, and and not getting uh, to the stages that they they want to get to, and um, we've got the ability and the, the capability of, of getting through. So it's a case of doing it out in the pitch. And, uh, it's very exciting for the, for the country uh, so far. Brilliant. Dan? I'm, I'm going to ask the big question that everyone who follows international football you know, will want to know. Have you taught Alfonso the chop yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I told I, I taught someone yesterday the job that's for sure in training um, and they went for it um, but yeah it's, it's, uh, it's something that I'll, I'll have to teach a few of them how to do and uh, I'm sure they won't, won't get to grips with it because uh, I don't know how but everyone seems to fall for it I think if you look at your window I think Gogic has just landed from, a, <laughs> from the, no. the chop in the final you'll probably see him outside I think he's just touched down I, there I said that on the radio the other day as well I haven't already went for you they were talking about that, and I, I just I, I made a sly comment that he's he just flew past my window. <laughs> um, it was actually I still thinking back to it. It's incredible how how far he jumped and how far he went, um, <laughs> and it gave me so much time on the ball. Um, I still I still can't believe he went for it, but there you go. But the amazing thing was in the BBC coverage and part of the build up, there was a, a five minute section dedicated to you and your ability based on the chop, if you've, if you've not looked back to it, which was amazing. It was actually incredible um, to see that. And it's, it's, it just makes me so proud to be doing it at St. Johnston. And, um, obviously, doing it week in, week out, it's a, it's a pleasure to do. And um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll keep going with that chop as much as I can. Um, although I was a bit disappointed with the, the commentary. Um, he said it was a faint. Um, <laughs> I was I was oh, I was no, disappointed no, 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 no. that he didn't he didn't call it the chop at the time, but uh, there you go. I think that if that was the Saints TV commentary, it would have been Stephen Watt. He is certainly not a professional, as we well really know. <laughs> he's he's just a he's just a newbie to this game, so he'll he'll get better at it. I'm 100 oh, positive. He, he was still brilliant, though. You could you could hear his emotion when uh, when that goal went in. Uh, he was like he was watching it as a fan. It's, it was great to hear. Yep, and in terms of us, that's what we want to hear as well. We want to hear commentary like heartfelt and stuff. So it was great. But I touched on a very earlier point there. You talked about it's Canadian um, Canada's golden generation. It's also St. Johnson's golden generation. Are you the common denominator in both? Is it all down to you? <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Listen, I, I, I've always said I'm, I'm part of the team and uh, I'm, I'm wanting to do what's best for the team. And um, I'll always be there to. I'm always obviously getting older. I'm 31 now, so uh, I'll just help the, the young generation as much as I can. 31, eh, you old bugger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good age, Sam. <laughs> I'm a peak. I'm at my peak. That is it. That is it. We'll touch on um, Alistair Stevenson. Um, obviously, he okay. had you and Callum Booth at Hibs. What an incredible guy. What an incredible coach. And the amount of youngsters that are coming through the ranks of McDermott, he's got to have a massive hand in all that. Yeah, he, he, goes, he just goes under the radar. Um, I'm getting a phone call now. 
Let's go, Gitch. If you want to take the phone call, by all means, take I'm, it. Go for it. I better answer it. I uh, go for it. Hello, I'm good. Thanks. How you doing? Yeah, no problem. Okay, yeah, yeah. Matty Galker, as in Perth advertiser. <sighs> he patched me to come on as yeah. a guest a couple of weeks back. Who did Matty? Yeah, Matty. I said he was going out for tea with his mother-in-law. Okay. Uh, what? Like half eleven? Right. Okay. Um, well, I'm. I've just got. I'm doing uh, a podcast just now for back home. So if you give me about an hour, um, that should be fine. Yeah, that's great. Right, perfect. Thank you. Bye-bye. Matty Gallagher. Sorry, guys. Aye. No, uh, that, that, was, that was the Canadian uh, press guy who's saying that Matty Gallagher's won the interview now. A man in demand. He's been off the hook. It's incredible. Sorry yeah, that. No, no problem at all. Alistair Stevenson, <laughs> oh. uh, under the yeah. radar. What, totally a, what a guy. Um, but Saints have always kind of done <clears> that, though, like gone under the radar. And mm-hmm. it's not just yeah. him, it's the whole, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just teams like, we should be beating teams like St. Johnson. Like, even when we beat Hibs 1-0 at McDermott in the season, Liam Cresco, Paul McGinn was coming out saying the pitch was a disgrace. It's just, uh, it's, it's, does it bother? There's, there's excuses, excuses everywhere. But uh, I, Alistair goes under the radar. He's, since I was, even at St. Johnson under 12, I knew Alistair. And when I went, I went away to Celtic and then I met up back up with him at Hibs. Um, he took me to Hibs and then he even had a hand in taking me back to St. Johnston when I signed in, in 2013 so he's been massive for me uh, and I'm sure he has with all the youngsters he's obviously got his team around him that helps him but he uh, he certainly does his, his job well um, bringing through so many youngsters at the, the squad Aye and as you touched on that under the radar thing does it know you as a, as a player when you beat our team convincingly and they're just coming up with the Saints are cloggers, long ball merchants, all that pattern. Does it bother you guys, or do you just take it? It and... does a wee bit, but at the same time, it's actually it's actually good because when you do go and beat them, it makes it that sweet, that bit sweeter. Um, going going to places and, and beating them, and they're still complaining that we're we should be beating them and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it just it makes you more up for the game. Indeed, it will. So let's talk about the Scottish Cup final. Well, let's talk about you've actually got two assists. We talked about one of them. You assist in both finals. Let's not forget about that fact. Yes, and sort of similar um, across to the back post. Both both sort of similar, and it's yeah, just incredible to think at the right time, just at the right time, in the right place um, from Ando and from Rooney. Just uh, but you've got to deliver the ball, and that's that's what I do. Sean Rooney, but I remember he was saying that he needed to work on his head, and he's done alright with it. To be fair, since I feel. He's done pretty well, right? He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's popped up with a few headers. I mean, uh, watching back on some of the clips we were watching uh, the other week, just before we went out to train before the cup final, um, the goals that have been scored, he, he seems to pop up and at the back post with a header. And he, every time it goes to him, you think he's going to score. Um, he's a man mountain. He's just, he is, he's such a big lad. And there's not many left backs that are that big. And it, it just seems to work for us. Uh, in the back post and he's always arriving there he's got some engine on him he's up and down that part um, so he gets himself in the right area how d- how does it work with because there'll be a few quieter guys in the changing room and then there'll be Sean Rooney so how does <laughs> how how does that work with him as a the chemistry in the dressing room because by all accounts he's a lunatic from what we gather he is a lunatic he's, he's some character um, I watched uh, Craig Bryson's interview um, <laughs> after the cup final he just called him an idiot yeah, uh, which is which is brilliant because that's what he is. He's just an idiot, and uh, it 
it's just great to be around because Lewis and morale all the time. Uh, the way he is, he just uh, he just pulls everyone together, and it, it's great um, for someone that's just come in, sort of the start of the season. Uh, it's just been it's been a, a revolution for us um, having that sort of character amongst the amongst the boys. Brilliant, Dan. Was he like that sort of from the word go? Or did he have to? Or was it, did he sort of progress? And when he got in the team and got a bit more, I think no. I think I think from the word go, it just that's who he is, and <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't hide it, um, which is great. It's, it's great to be like that, and um, no, it's just great to be around. Just that enthusiasm and laughter is is great. It's a it's a great uh, trait for him to have, and uh, it's great for us to be around. And I tell you what, he pulled it together. For the um, for his interview after the cup final, because obviously we've heard all this stuff about him being a lunatic, and that message he recorded that was played at the Cherry Bank yeah. and all that. I don't know whether you heard that. It was I just bizarre. Day. Yeah, but then the interview, it was honestly, it was just seemed so professional and so <laughs> everything he said, he didn't put a foot wrong. Unlike yourself, <laughs> potty <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never live that down. Um, I think it. I think it, it kind of it got uh, it got edited, obviously after. But um, at the time, it was sort of under the under the sort of it was muffled a wee bit, which was <laughs> I think. But everyone caught it. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because I said before I went into the interview, I could hardly speak because I was I was in bits. But when I went to the interview, I was thinking to myself, "Don't swear, don't <laughs> swear." I don't know why, because I never I never do. But I was like, "Just don't swear." And then the first thing that came in my head was that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. I just, because I, I had it in my head, I just said it. To be fair, and I was like, oh. I was going to say, I think, to be fair, I think the microphones may have picked you up when um, Paul McGinn had a wee kind of bit in the corner as well. But I think that was richly deserved. How is that? Is it all healed now? It's, guys, it's healed now. There's still a spot and still marks there. Um, it's, uh, it's still healing. But uh, it was a sore one at the time. But the adrenaline just got me through everything. All kissing made up, all happy days after that. Well, I don't know. He was, uh, it was a sore one. I, I, at the time, I thought he meant it. Looking back on it, I think he meant it as well. But at the same time, it happens that quickly. You don't. Yeah, uh, we, we discussed that at length and we didn't think his leg came down overly naturally. But anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> you're, you're feeling fine. But so after the cup final, you were back to Perth, back to the boardroom. How was your night? Uh, Long and messy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was great. It was fantastic. Um, boys just let let loose finally. Um, obviously, with the whole situation this year, it's been hard to, to celebrate wins, and um, we finally got that chance to do it. And um, it was it was a great occasion, and um, I'm sure I speak for everyone when they, they thoroughly enjoyed it. Liam and um, both Bryce will both send me a picture of them with Elliot Parish, El Paz. What do you oh, reckon? What do you reckon on that nickname? Do you reckon he made it himself, or I think he's made it himself, to be honest. Yeah, um, is it? He's, uh, he's, is it he's stuck? That type of guy. He's, yeah, it's totally stuck, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure he, he likes it. Um, <laughs> Even better, we'll keep, we'll keep calling it. That's it because uh, it's it has it's stuck, um, <laughs> and it's brilliant. It's great. It sounds like something we'd have done, we'd have made up, but at the same time, I can't really remember doing it, and <laughs> can't really be asked going and checking back, but. Um, it, just, it just like it sounds like someone off the cartel, like Mexican cartel. Like. Yeah. Well, we're going to get these in a range of t-shirts. You can see that. 
Oh, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. <laughs> the El Paz Coffee Club. There he is. He's a, he's a creator, and, creator and founder of that. Now, it's a, it's a rich term calling it a coffee club, considering one of its members doesn't have coffee. <laughs> what, are you talking about? what are you talking about? There's already Andy's food. Don't go looking behind you, mate. <laughs> I wasn't involved at the start. Um, but I, no I, wonder. I, I, don't know, I don't know how I got myself in there. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was in there, and I don't like coffee. Which is annoying because they always drink. They all drink coffee, but I was like, I'm not going to have a tea because you can make a tea or whatever, and nah. it's just the same. So I was like, well, I, I do like a hot chocolate, so why not we go for that? Absolutely fair enough. You just make it home, and it's. it's I, I feel like it's a waste of money if you go for go for one at a coffee Bye. coffee place. Yeah, five or a go. Yeah, a cup of tea, three quid for a cup <laughs> of tea, a tea bag, and some hot water. No, thank exactly. you. Exactly. I'm on your. We're on your side, D. Now we are on your side. So Brilliant. you play your last game on Wednesday, and then you'll be flying back, or the family flying over. What's what's the plans for the close season? Um, I'll be flying back um, on the Wednesday um, after the game, back to see the family, and then it'll just be a bit of a chill time until pre-season starts again. It's been. Out. Um, I know. I know my wife and wife will be uh, at home with the three kids struggling, um, unfortunately. But uh, she's uh, she's been a great great help to me in, in my career, and um, I appreciate everything she does for me um, because she sacrifices a lot of a lot of her her life for for our kids and and myself. So much love to her. Oh bless! This, before the Scottish Cup final, I need to touch on this. We spoke to Liam Craig. No, I think it was Chris Miller, and he said he used to room with Liam Craig before, like if he was were away in hotels and stuff like that. Is that right? Because he's got about nineteen kids. Yeah. You've got, <laughs> and it was, was, were you away in a hotel before the final, or was it just a case of turn up at? The... Oh, it, was, it was a case of just uh, the usual routine. Uh, we haven't been able to stay at hotels really uh, due to COVID. I mean, we stayed once in Ross County, I think, um, just the fact that it's such a far travel. Um, but no, it was just a, a normal routine. And um, but when I do normally go away, it's it's me and uh, Liam Craig. Um, it was Joe Shaughnessy to start with, but then he left. And, Liam Craig's come in and um, yeah, we share we share a lot in common. We've got three kids each, so um, yeah, we know what it's like. Exactly. You take take that as a bonus. Yeah, what do you get up to? We sleep, obviously, because we've got three kids. <laughs> That's what we do. As you enjoy the peace and quiet when it, when it comes. What you've probably been asked this numerous occasions from many media types. Again, we're not media like types, but where do you go from next season? Retain a cup? Run in Europe? cement fifth go on from fourth where, where do you go from here on in with St Johnston as a team where yeah, does the team go just like you said you've got to, I mean for, for St Johnston obviously we look uh, as a club we look and we know we're not the biggest club in the in the league um, so our first and foremost is to stay in the league um, but after this season you, the expectations are obviously going to be higher um, but we want to build on what we've we achieved this year and um, to do that, I think European football would be a, a big, uh, a big achievement if we can carry on in that. Um, and then we look towards the league and the, the cups and look to progress in each one as as much as we can. Brilliant, Dan. Yeah, just on that point about the European football. So, is it will it be an early early pre-season back back early doors? Do you know yet or? Um, I think it's just a normal um, because we're in such a late round in Europe. I think it's just back to a normal, normal pre-season. Um, end of June, uh, we get started, and 
I think the the, the ties are. I think they're. Am I right in saying they're in August or? Very uh, start. Of, I think it's the fifth and fifth and twelfth of August. I yeah, think. Yeah, August, yeah. So, so it'll be a, a month of preparation and then and get started in the, in Europe in the, in the league. And look at the bright side as well. With being in Europe, we're only three matches away from winning another League Cup because we avoid the group stages. We go straight into the last. Um, exactly. <laughs> it's easy, isn't exactly. it? Do you think, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll finish up, this question I've always wanted to ask is, do you think with not having fans there has kind of relieved some of the pressure for or grounds like Hamden, or would you, I know you'd love to have the fans there, but just, has it helped at all, or is it hindered, or? I don't know. Um, there's always that pressure, and, and when fans are there, they can they can feel the pressure too, and, and it gets, sometimes gets in, in the way of, of what we're trying to do. And, um, but at the same time, we love to be have them there and celebrate with us with our, our achievements that we've we've done. And um, it's it's always you always want them to be there. I mean, you always want them to be there and, and supporting the team. They are the they are the life of the and so the the club, and um, that's what they're all about. And we'd love to just share it with them. Brilliant, and we cannot wait to have. Well, we cannot wait to get back next year. This is why I edit it because I'm mumbling, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know what I'm trying to say. And this is why we are all very excited to get back at the ground next season. I've just about made it out that time. Yeah, well done, man. Hey, that was that was slick, smooth, smooth. Yeah, smooth. we're an absolute fraud. I don't know how we've managed to get away with this for 20 episodes. But we don't want to take up any more of your time, David Wilson. You enjoy your Canadian adventure. Well, Thanks again, well, and we will get this doggers the the full kit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll extract the last word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but we will get the dogger saints trophy off to you congratulations on a wonderful season and we look forward to seeing you in galatasaray thanks thanks for having me thanks Thanks again thank you very much he's a a smasher just a lovely lovely lad um and yeah you've waited all this time for us to come back and we start by rehashing an old interview so yeah there we go, reactional material, which is in all fairness, that's all it's been from us two for 70 episodes now, so we might as well start doing it with guests. Point here, and you'll know better than me, is obviously this is it's a wonderful thing for David above any, anything else and his family, but it's a great thing for the club, great thing for St Johnston and the supporters as well. We've seen the reaction of supporters on, online today, and it's everyone's so excited. It's like been... It's almost like a win for for everyone in a sense. So I'm just thinking this would be obviously the only one I can think of to have gone to a World Cup whilst playing for Saints. There's been a few that have played for Saints but been to a World Cup at various different stages of the career. Yeah. Um Ryan McGowan, Ryan McGowan will have been to a World Cup before. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it did. Um, so I'm just thinking, the last one I can think of was Jason Scotland, or the only other one I can think of is Jason Scotland. Would that would that be it? I think so, unless anybody can can come up with anybody else. But I think Jason Scott. But J- the thing is, Jason Scotland never even kicked a ball over there. Never played. Never came on. No, um, didn't, didn't so we don't even know if there's a player playing for St Johnson's actually started a match or came on in a match and woke up. Somebody will know. Um, I don't, but I don't think there is. I know, like you said, there's obviously loads of players that have played for the World Cup after us and before us, but um, 
not during. So everybody is absolutely rooting for Spinney. Hey? Oh, it's, it's brilliant. But that's it. I mean, obviously, you look back through the annals of history and the majority of St. Johnston players through time have been Scottish. And obviously, Saints players just don't get picked for Scotland. And, you know, well, n- more recently, there was a time when Scotland were obviously fixtures at the World Cup, but um, it's been a bit few and far between. But like I say, Saints have had two in, two Scotland internationals in about eighty years, so hmm. it's not. So I mean that pretty much pins it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember Jason Scotland because obviously there was weeks still support Scotland, Scott because they were playing against England. They, they could just rehash uh, the bit. It says, "Oh boy, facing George in the World Cup, yeah, beauty." We could have just rehashed that bit and threw that at the start instead of me spending a couple hours on a, a new montage song. It's a good montage song, though. Thanks, mate. But yeah. But it's uh, eyes cracking and we'll be have someone someone to root for now at the World Cup. Indeed. And do you know who I'm not rooting for? England. Yeah, nothing to do with the World Cup. The people that I had to deal with my good lady Lynn when she noticed uh, a few weeks ago that her billboard had been taken down from McDermott. Her face appeared on behind the main stand on big boards and in the corner flags uh, as part of our Pure Radio campaign. But they've just replaced it with a picture of Robin Galloway. I was going to say, because it was Lynn, well, Robin was on it. It was Lynn, it was Paul on it Paul well. Harper was the so I think that's probably why they had to change it, because he's no longer with the company. But uh, Lynn was on doing breakfast um, in place of Robin a couple of weeks back, and she was really annoyed with this. So she went to find out what happened to our missing billboard. So I've got the clips. Would you like to find out what happened? I'm on tenterhooks. <laughs> Here's the first part of the billboard diaries. I just made up that name now. Could probably have done better. He does. We need to discuss McDermott. You know the oh, yes. St. Johnson oh, Football no. Club. Um, so if you if you've ever been there or if you you're watching football on the telly, you'll see at the at the corner, just where they, they take their corner kicks, there there was a big board there. It was a pure radio advertising board and it had Robin me and Paul Harper. Granted, Paul Harper no a longer out of date. works for the station, but still, it was very big and insight. And any time any of my mates or people that I know were at McDermott, they'd say, "I see you on the board." The board's been taken down, <gasps> and it's just Robin now. It's just Robin, and it says the Robin Galloway breakfast. I didn't even mention you two. Did they get confused? Did maybe Robin put a call out and say, "Can you take down the board of Paul Harper? He doesn't work for Pure Radio." And they just took you down at the same time? No, I don't think so. Is that maybe a sign? Is Robin going to sack you? <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, God. He just didn't realise the game was on and that you would see it so soon. Maybe that's why I couldn't get logged into my emails this morning. <gasps> Did you not say you had a missed call from Robin as well oh, earlier on? that's it. Yeah, that's awkward that it has it to be is. brought this way. But really, though, I mean... Having said that, we're not on it as well. And my mum, we were, were driving in the car and we were behind a bus in Edinburgh and there was a big Robin Galloway. This is, uh, pure radio. It, and she went... He doesn't like sharing the limelight, does he? Are we Rory, all getting sacked? You should, you should be on there too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Robin just decides to take over Pure Radio on his own and do every single show. A one-man band. Seems like that kind of person. But here's the thing. Where's the, where's my board from McDermott? I want the board. Oh, the original? Yeah, I would quite like it. I wonder what they've done with it, though. I mean, they've it's obviously... probably in a bin somewhere. They've sent some guy out there and said, don't you have to take that down? Now this one's gone up. So that some guy has taken the old board down with my face on it. Where's he put it? In the well, bin? In the skip? I hope not. I can get the number from McDermott and we could ask. Yeah, can we phone them? What time is it? Somebody will be in the office by now. Maybe you have a super fan 
who's gone, snuck into the stadium, <laughs> stolen the board, mm-hmm. and it's in someone's living room right now. And that is making me feel a little bit queasy. (laughs) Is that making you feel any better, Lynn? I'm thinking, I don't know what they're doing with it, and I don't want to know. know. The weirdest thing about it is, Mm -hmm. it's Alana. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so I'm listening to that, right. And I've been making some notes. I have some questions. Right, who's the girl with it? And she wanted a sidekick. Yeah, that's Alana, Rory and Alana. Yeah, yeah, no Rory. Yeah. Rory, we've had a friend of the shop. Friend of the shop. Um, Oh, I should have got him on again to make a high beat. Just to get it right up. And they're, doing, they're, they're not very good. Yeah, Alana then, like, uh, what stood out for me is Alana seems like a bit of a crawler. Probably. It, it could it could be a super fan. <laughs> yeah. Does she not have super fans? She had a stalker at one point, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, that wasn't very pleasant. No, that went to court. That was a big messy affair, that band. <laughs> but... We, but Family podcast, family laugh. podcast. No, that's staying in. Look at it. Everybody knows it's out there. Just Google it. I can't laugh at it. Just Google it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, Alana's lovely. She's 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 a nice girl. Um, and apparently, her man Kieran is best friends with Gregor Leith. It's a small world. Oh, but I mean, it's all interconnected, isn't it? It is. So yeah, Alana gets mentioned. Kieran gets and Gregor, who does the social media, I mean, damn it, he's involved as well. So. Um, Good lad. Yeah, Good but lad. they did phone McDermott. Would you like to find out what happened? Oh, um, I, I tell you what, Sam, I can't think of anybody to enjoy more. <laughs> what I come back to the podcast. Here's what happened. Reception, reception. Good morning, I'm Johnson Football Club. Angie speaking. How can I help? Oh, hi, Angie. Could you please put me through to someone that deals with the advertising boards on the pitch, please? Certainly. I think that would be Jim Cowell. Um, what was your name? It's it's Lynn. You may recognise me from one of the boards, um, the Pure Radio board, but I'm Lynn from Pure Radio. OK, hold on just a second. Thank you. Thank you for calling McDermott Park, the home of St. Johnson Football Club. <laughs> McDermott Park is Perth's premier conferencing and event venue. Catering for all your business. I'm dying. you said that. <laughs> while watching the match unfold from our executive padded seating. For more information on our hospitality packages, stay on the line or... Good morning, it's Jim Joe. Oh, hi, Jim. How are you? Very well, very well. Good, thank you. Um, I'm Lynn from Pure Radio. I'm just phoning up about the advertising boards, you know, on the pitch. Um, we've got a board there. Now, originally it was... Um, I don't know if you will remember, there was a girl with a denim jacket. That was me. And there was um, another couple of guys, Robin Galloway, who does our breakfast show, and uh, Paul Harper, who's sadly no longer with us. He's not dead, he just doesn't work for us anymore. Um, so the, the board's been changed, John, and it's just Robin now. And I wondered... What, what you did with the other board with me on it is it gone to the skip oh that's a good question I'll find out from uh, I'll ask Johnny our facilities guy what they did with that board that's right because he's changed your branding uh, just to have Robin Galloway there. I, think I know it was three. that's right there was three DJs on it that, before, I was I? one of them John what do you make of that Robin's just wanting all the limelight for himself <laughs> can we ask you a question Jim do you think uh, with your expertise do you think that Lynn's job's at risk because she's been taken off because I'm off the board Absolutely. <laughs> not flavour of the month anymore. So not flavour of the month. Can you believe it? Do you think you'll be able to find the board and give it back to Lynn so she can put it up somewhere else or do you think it's long gone? 
Let me go and find out. Well, I don't. Uh, with some of the boards, um, they keep them. Some they don't. Um, because you obviously wanted to change the, the branding and, uh, and put a new logo on, they might have got rid of it. But look, can can you let me speak to Johnny and I'll find out where it is. I take it he's the new man, man, and man of the moment. Then uh, Robin Gallagher. <laughs> he it? certainly thinks so. He's not very new, though. I would say. <laughs> I'm, what I'm thinking is, I'm just thinking if the board is still available, I could easily stick it up outside my the front of my house and still advertise Pure Radio. <laughs> or I'm thinking you guys could reuse it. You could just cut me out of it and stick me next to Robin, so that I'm still seen at the corner kick bit because I miss not seeing myself on the telly at the weekend. <laughs> I'm gutted. Not that she's got a big head and anything, John. You know, I get people texting me or people at McDermott at the weekend going, "Oh, I can see you now. I don't get that. I'm, I'm just, I'm missing out, John. I'm missing out." Well, you have to blame your, 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 your directors then for changing out. Robin, your Robin. Hey, right, some thoughts, and I've got more thoughts this time now. <laughs> Who the fuck's John? <laughs> John! <laughs> John! That's the stand-up for me. I, John, I, we know Jim Gal. He's a lovely fella. He really is. Um, he was a footballer once upon a time as well. He was for Hearts, yeah. Now he's at Hearts. Um, so a few folk of a certain vintage will probably remember him. Um, or might remember him, I don't know. Um, secondly, John or Jim... Clearly just not having a clue what pure radio is. Not a clue, or doesn't know who Robin no. Gallery is or anything, but he's he was humoring them, which is the main thing. Yeah, I mean, he dealt with it quite well. I actually felt he dealt with the situation well. Couple of Lynn's sort of more beaverish moments I'm going to I'm gonna go with here. You may recognise me, that stood out. <laughs> and a, a, a bit of a question now, has anyone ever actually texted and say, I can see you at the football that isn't either me or you? No, 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 that's it. No. Uh, and finally, my final thought on the matter. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> when she killed off Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Paul Harper now lives in Canada. Uh, he takes me other on saying Speedy's in the squad. Big fan of that. I mean, she couldn't have made it sound more like he was dead. Yeah. Um, he's very much not dead, uh, but he is very much in Canada. <laughs> No, I'm not playing that again, but yeah. Um, yeah, she, she killed him off. She always comes out with these faux pas. Remember when she she was late for her show one day because she was locked at her house? Uh, so she asked somebody uh, if anybody on air could come around and kick her back doors in. Oh, that was unfortunate. <laughs> that, is, that was very unfortunate. I'm still, we've, we've, not, we've missed the premiere one. We've talked about it before, but when Prince Philip died and she said they had some big news. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously record on a bit of a delay. Yeah, they're calling. Oh, yeah, is it 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, 10, 15 minute delay, yeah. She hadn't had the news, so she's been, she said there was big news coming up. It wasn't quite the fact that Prince Philip had died. It was that she was announcing that uh, Food Warehouse was doing a range of Monster Munch <laughs> flavoured uh, potato frozen Space potatoes. Raiders. So was it Space Raiders? Was it? I knew it was something. <laughs> I knew it was a maze-based corn snack, so. <laughs> That's oh, Lenny. But they find out what happened to the boards, and I know you are desperate. Desperate to no, find out I'm, what's in, I'm, I'm involved. I'm involved. I was taking a piss all of it before, but now I'm actually really into this. Get there. Here we go. They phone back, Jim or John, if you prefer, and this is what happened. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've got great news for you. Unfortunately, oh, no. they're destroyed. They only keep them for so many days or something, and then they've destroyed them. Jim, destroyed is just so violent. It's, it's, it's the. It's John, the facilities guy, and the, the groundsman and stuff. They, what did they do? Did they burn it? Did they chop it up? Did they put it in a skip? Do you know yeah. any more details? Oh, like, how did how did she go? How did I go? 
the three of you is don't you one now it's I know, Robin, well, the big star Robin Galloway's up there on you well, uh, listen believe it or not Robin's actually got another couple of people on the show with him but it doesn't on the new board it's only him we do have two of Robin well, Galloway the most so important question is what picture did you prefer the one of Lynn or the one of Robin yeah one of Lynn, obviously. Oh, oh thank you. Ah, that's thank great. you, Jim. Well, Good don't save. worry, the new boards with just Lynn will be on their way. Yeah, I'll send you a personal one, Jim, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> you send me a personal one, right? I will. I'll sign it and everything. Well, there we go. That, that's a horrible end to that conclusion. They were binned, skipped. It, you, you might call it a hor- horrible end. Other people might call it a fitting end. I, I don't know. Like, who's to say what side of the fence I'm on here, Sam? <laughs> I, I'm neutral and impartial. Now, my, my final thoughts on that. Well, at least you got Jim's name right. <laughs> That's a bonus. This time around. And also, I'd watch you back, lad, because turns out Jim's a silver-tongued chap, man. He did. I was getting a wee bit... I don't know if she ever sent him a private photo or anything like that. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like a, like a send you kind of scenario? I have no idea what you're talking about when what? it comes to hashtag send news. <laughs> What's up sort of a dick pic for a female? Well, I do know, but I don't know the terminology for it. Tip pick. That could work. But no, I'm, I'm sure she didn't because Jim was a lovely guy. But that, anyway, that was a, a random wee segment in there, um, which is probably more St. Johnson based than most of our usual chat. So Very good. <laughs> right, move on. Let's move on. Um, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago now, we had on former St. Johnson player from the 90s and original Wendy Who, Charlie King. On our show. Charlie the King King. Charlie the King King. Now, we thoroughly enjoy speaking to Charlie. Um, we text back and forth quite a bit. So we try to shoehorn a feature in involving him. Thankfully, his good lady Rachel came up without even realising came up with the feature. Now, she often commented on his um, pictures on Twitter saying Charlie King doing a thing, like giving blood, going to the football, buying a hat, doing park run, things like that. So we thought, you know what? I'd love to know what, Char- what thing Charlie King is doing. So we're going to ask him every week. So here he is, it's Charlie King. Hello, hello, hello. Boys, how are How's it going, mate? You all right? No bad, no bad. Good. What's been on this evening? Uh, very quiet, boys. Had a few beers this afternoon. Just kind of taking care of the hangover a wee bit by getting back on it. Um, <laughs> and then just, just a wee bit of TV. Lovely. Where were, you, why, where were you hangover? Where were you yesterday? I was at a, we had Rachel's, one of Rachel's friends from school was getting married, so she was at the wedding yesterday, but I went to, went to football as per, um, and then I went through straight for the wedding, so I got there, uh, straight for football, so I got there about six o'clock, um, through Ayr's Castle, so it was nice, nice night, good night. Very nice, and as you know, you know the reason you're on, this is our new feature, uh, which is all our idea, definitely not stolen from your good lady. <laughs> 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 now Rachel obviously I think she's actually changed her Twitter handle to Charlie King doing a thing as well now you, you do a lot of things Charlie we're yeah. very interested to find out what you're up to now you've already given us a little sneak preview of the things you've been up to this weekend let us know because we're doing this podcast every two weeks now so we want to know what things you're, you're going to be getting up to in the next couple of weeks uh, uh, interesting well <laughs> Tuesday is my, it's my birthday on Tuesday so um, I've got a wee annual annual leave day, um, so me and Rachel will spend the day doing some things, I suppose. Um, next weekend, I'm actually doing next weekend. I'm actually doing uh, the chili race with with Stephen and Fiona, etc. Um, the 
Rachel was supposed to do, but she couldn't do it because of injury. So they're, they're kindly putting a putting a wee get together on for all the guys that uh, organised it through an Octorada. So Rachel's going to walk it potentially, maybe have a, a wee jog at some point as well. So I'm going to go and join them on that. So got that next weekend, and obviously the the switch on the lights and that as well. I think on the Saturday or the Sunday is it? It, it is indeed. As you're telling me, you've got an interesting one. You've you're celebrating your birthday now. That is a big thing. Yes. Especially yes. when it being your 40th as well, I presume. If only it was my 40th. <laughs> have, you, have you done the chilli before, by the way? I've never done it, but uh, I think Rachel, you have done it, eh? Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, it's brutal. Aye, so, um, no, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I'll get a, see how it goes, but I've, I've done a couple of 10Ks recently and I've, I've put a wee bit of timber on, so I'm, I'm pretty disappointed at my time, so I need to get need to get back to sorting that out. You were, were you some... I've, I've gone fat as fucking slow as fuck, Chucky, so don't worry about it. We're in the, we're in the same boat. Every time, I put my, every time I put my trainers on, I'm putting like a minute on. <laughs> I can't even... You're running no bad, don't you start? <laughs> I've not been out in like you're so, running no bad I, I was out for about seven months with my left knee and then I went back to run yeah. club on a Thursday with Stephen and then I went out and within four miles my other knee went my right knee I'm like ah, for fuck's sake because oh, I tried to do no. too, much, too much too soon that was a problem because I just because yeah. Lim was like ah, you, you always do that you just kind of instead of just kind of building up gradually just go straight out and try and do like seven eight miles in one go but yeah um, it needs proper rehab mate uh, that's what I've been doing a lot of cycling um a lot of cycling it, recently, I noticed. In the, in the house, unfortunately, but ach, it's, to be fair, the instructors are absolutely tremendous. If you do the live classes as well, yeah. they give you a wee shout out. So it's kind of, you get a wee bit of, kind of, bit of motivation off of them bad boys. But uh, this will all be edited out. Magic. <laughs> Aye. So, the th- <laughs> Charlie King doing a thing. It's a feature today. And this week, he is celebrating his birthday. He is going to do a, a, a it's called the chili race because basically if you look at it on a map it looks like a, a chili pepper but it's a trail race basically it covers like river crossings and mud and hills and all that good stuff and especially coming out in this time of year called it? the chili yeah because it's shaped like a chili yeah when you look at it on well, a map I thought it was just because it was cold <laughs> or, or really or really hot <laughs> I thought it's Scotland didn't it it's cold no no no, no it genuinely looks like a chili I'll, 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 I'll send you the map later on uh, and oh, Andy's right. going to the Christmas lights who are you most looking forward to see Cascada or mud Who's your choice? Oh, it's got the Cascada written <laughs> over it. Unbelievably. Back up the truck. Sorry, Chuck. Cascada's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, I missed out on seeing Cascada once before. It's not happening again. I will be there. I've, I seen her in Falkirk and she fell off the stage. It was very, it was very, it was very, it was very funny. She had on these big heels and she could not walk in them and the stage was tiny and then she just too close to the edge and timber. She have literally evacuated the dance floor. <laughs> to coin their own song. But, but, Chucky, it's been a fabulous chat as always it is with you. Um, we'll have to thank Rachel and Merjuya Mug as well for being such a good sport and coming on every couple of weeks Super to tell us help. the things you've been up to. But uh, say good um, hello to your to your good lady for us uh, for coming up with this brilliant feature. We're telling her as well. Our, the only other option was um, Charlie King of the Castle, where we're going to send you up a castle somewhere to interview players. But we they thought the logistics <laughs> of that would be absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Um, <laughs> So that was never going to work. But uh, Charlie King doing a thing is here to stay and we are delighted that you are doing lots of things next week. Have a great birthday and we will catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time, mate. Superb, guys. Brilliant. Good again. Thanks again, buddy. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 That's going to be a new feature, which I am very excited about. Hopefully we're going to be a long runner. I am extremely excited about about this. And we do need to thank Rachel. Honestly, Charlie's one of my favourite people. He's just one of the all-time top lads. And he does a lot of things. He does a lot of things.
he's 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 a great guy, and hopefully you'll be doing more things in our next episode. Flonix offers flexible IT support, professional IT project delivery, and expert IT advice. Our head office is based in Perth, but with offices in Edinburgh, Manchester, and London, we service most areas within the UK. We can support any size of company, and we excel in delivering fast, reliable, and accountable service to our clients. We take a flexible approach to IT, which is determined by our clients' business needs. We can operate as the client's IT department or add to an existing IT resource within the company. Our people are highly trained professionals who have the expertise to access, repair and maintain any PC, server, network or Apple Mac system. Check out flonix.co.uk for all the details. Let's go to this. I've missed this. It's Giorgio Boyle in the Royal. Where have you seen St. Johnson players now? What have they been doing? Even though we've not been on air for four or five weeks, you have still been sending them in. And I believe we've got three for you this week. It is your, your chicken triple in your Tesco mail deal list. Thanks. Remember that as a feature? That was rubbish. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> that was truly die on your arse. Bit of radio. Um, <laughs> or podcasting, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so this week's Triple header, O'Boyle, comes to us from Peter Wrigley. Friend of the show. Yes, a friend of the show, a friend to you, and a friend to me. Anyway, never met him. Anyway, but he has been snooping out some sainties for us. And I'm going to regret doing this. We're struggling for content again in about... He he came to us with three O'Boyles. Because you've been so patient with us, because you've been... we've, We've left you waiting. And I know you've been fantasizing and tantalizing about getting back with the old boils in your ears. I'm going to give you all three in one. We're going to give you all three in one. That's more bang for your book, baby. Giorgio Boyle coming in your ears. Well, what he wants to get up to in the privacy of his own <laughs> home is, is very much up to him. Anyway, so part one, Peter's first old boil for us. He says he hopes that at least one takes our fancy. Peter. You've given us the good stuff, buddy, and we're going to get it out there. So first one, as a younger team, I was out in Glasgow for, for a day of shopping with my dad. We stopped for lunch in an O'Brien sandwich shop. I haven't seen an O'Brien's in years. Now, I've genuinely not seen this O'Boyle. I'm going to see if it is who I think it might be. Because my friend told me that an ex-St. Johnson player once was the manager of one of these O'Brien shops in Glasgow. But let's see if it is. Go, 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 go. So it's the O'Brien's in the St. Enoch Centre. We both vaguely thought that we both thought that we vaguely recognized the member of staff serving us. And after some conversation, we found out that it was none other than Willie Faulkner. Faulkner. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It was the same one. Yeah, brilliant. Somebody else told me that not too long ago. I think it was Jamie and my neighbor said, because he used to play for Dundee as well. Willie Faulkner was bad for St. Johnson, though. Very bad. I'm looking at his career now. It didn't work out for Saints, really. Also, I like how his Wikipedia says striker slash utility player. So basically, striker who doesn't score any goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said he chatted to us for five minutes about his time at Saints, which Sam's just absolutely shat all over <laughs> until he had to go and deal with another customer. So that's a nice one. I liked O'Brien's. Sorry, sorry to interrupt before you move on the next one. Yeah. I quite liked O'Brien's because you always used to get a side of crisps. Bread was dead nice. It was Weird. dead nice. Delicious in Perth, still the best sandwich shop by a country mile. No portion control in that place. Unbelievable. Absolutely not. I like the, uh, mainly because it's like right close to my office. I like the coffee lab. And its spokesman is a Labrador. Nice. Have you ever been to the uh, the cheese buyer? 
No, I used to walk past it every day because it was en route from my old flat to my old office and back. I've never been in. I've just never, never been <laughs> in that much cheese. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like some story. I followed it up. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I quite like cheese. Right, sorry. <laughs> Let's go into a boil number two. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, oh, boil number two isn't, you know, purely based around two fat bastards talking about the sandwich shops in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Eateries in Perth. Right. Number two. At the Scotland-Czech Republic match during the Euros. That was a bad one. No, is that the one where Marshall got chipped for 40, 50 yards? <laughs> yeah, because he was about 40, 50 yards out of his goal. Yeah. And then was running back and got caught in netting. And where's that um, I was in the dog. I took half a day off work. I was with your dad. Um, I was in Blackpool. I was in the castle. Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway. So, Scotland-Czech Republic match at the Euros. We were sat next to, albeit socially distanced from, as was the style of the time. <laughs> Scottish Cup winning squad member, <laughs> Zydanek, Bobby's Lamal. <laughs> what happened to Bobby? I'm going to find out because I never really paid that much attention to him after he left. He came in and did a bit of a but, job, eh? He played a couple of games, I think. I mean, he had four put past him by Celtic, but to be fair, Zander could well have had four put past him yeah. by Celtic at that point. But he made a good save against Livingston. Yes. When we're going for top six, when we're going for, sorry, fifth place, we need a draw. So he did actually do his job. He's retired. He took one look at Perth and retired. <laughs> Go out on a high, as we thought. His last game being on the bench in a Scottish Cup final. What a guy. It's a ticket he is Czech. He's he, Czech, is he? He's Czech, yeah. He had a cap for the Czech Republic years ago. He went on the bench because Paz was on the bench. He was he was in with like the maxes of this world. <laughs> took along for a day out. <laughs> but he had a bloody lovely time. <laughs> did he get, would he have got a medal? He might have done, you know, because he was on the bench in the semi-final because Paz had COVID. Hmm, who knows? If anybody knows if uh, Bobby Zamal got uh, a winner's medal, let us know. And let us know if you've ever been to the Paz. cheese buyer. Yes. <laughs> We've gone from Bobby Zamal's winner's medal to the cheese buyer. I actually, have a thing, I actually remember Paz texting me that day. And for some reason, he sent me a picture of himself watching the game and he was sat there watching it in a signed shirt <laughs> and I need to go back and look because I don't know whether this shirt was signed by himself what a guy it wouldn't surprise me oh, I've got a pass so... I've got a pass story for later on actually in Wholesome Content Corner but we've got a third old boil we've got a third old boil Peter's kept it with us oh, I'll just see how he signed off this message you're gonna hate this anyway <laughs> so I arrived at home one day to an item of mail that was not addressed to us. I just get shoved in the cupboard. Um, Opened. <laughs> no, if it, look, if it looks urgent. I, I, yeah. Opened. Um, open. Uh, I looked up the recipient on Facebook and messaged them to say that a parcel had been delivered to us by mistake. They said they would come and get it at some point. A couple of weeks passed. And then to my surprise, one day, I opened the door to Stevie May. Oh, nice. Who had said that his wife's parcel had accidentally been delivered to us. Good one. Wonder what it was. Could have been that cheese. That is a good one. <laughs> you need to get, remember when he's telly broke? Yeah, I do remember when it's telly broke, yeah. <laughs> and it could have been a telly in an envelope, because as we all know, you can't you can get a telly in an envelope. Peter, we need a follow-up. 
In fact, you are not. Maisel, we know you're listening, baby. Get in touch. And Peter signs off his message. He's got no more old boils for us. He's done enough, but he signs off his message by saying, stay frosty. In the sea with you, Peter. In the sea. That is getting <laughs> binned. We could just edit that a bit. I didn't bring it back. That was Peter. Well, I'm just going to beep it off at the end if you do say it. I'm, I'm in control of the editing, so you may say it's going to come back. I beg to differ. I didn't say it was coming back. I did not say it was coming back. I was just reading verbatim. Some fantastical boils there, but if you need an example about where you've seen these St. Johnson players, what have they been doing? You need a man to give you these examples. And this man is Danny Bright. This beeping is really annoying me now. It's Daniel Bryan Williams. Just a man with a man's courage. Nothing but a man, because he can never fail. No one but the pure at heart can find the golden grail. Whoa, flash. Not my words, Miller. The words of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> flash. Ah. <laughs> right, but this week, so I've been thinking. I've been, I've been thinking up my examples, and I'm going to approach them in a little bit of a different way. I'm, you know, there's no more fantasizing and tantalizing about this way he's in the same Maybe there is, because I've just said it. Who knows? I don't know where I'm going with this, but I have got examples. And boy, have I got examples for you. Just to, you know, get the, just to get you going, just because you might be thinking, I don't, damn, damn. Sam, I know where Sydney says, but I just can't think of them. But I've been thinking as well this week, Sam, as we've got World Cup 2022 coming up. For some reason in the winter, well, I know the reason why it's in the winter, because he gave it to Qatar and people would literally die if they tried to play football in the summer there. Or be gay. But, or be, yeah, or be gay. They'd, they'd die if they were trying to be gay. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's good, isn't it? Um, good, good, good call, FIFA. Yeah, nice one, Sap. Um, but we've had great moments in World Cup history. And I've been watching a lot of Ainsley's World Cup flavours, and we'll move on to this a little bit later. Because we'll have my first instalment of my rundown of antics in Ainsley's World Cup flavours. Anyway, so I'm thinking, have the Saints been involved with World Cup legends and in great World Cup moments? So I want to know, people, if you have ever seen Saints number one, Remy Matthews, having a fight in the toiletry section of Tesco with former Aston Villa manager Remy Gard and Dutch football legend Frank Rijkaard over the last available roll on of right guard. I think it's happened. I think it's out there. And I know it's out there. And you know it's out there. So you can't. Have you seen it? Have you seen Remy? Remy really in there juking and scrappling with old Frank Rijkaard and old Remy guard. Then you come and let us know. You come and let the boys know. Or maybe, maybe you were there. Maybe you saw it on the television. But have you ever seen Saints right back and fund the bastard merchant, James Brown, <laughs> the sex machine himself, sneaking onto the pitch at the Olympia Stadium, Berlin, 9th of July 2006, and having a little word in Marco Matarazzi's ear to mention to Zinedine Zidane <laughs> that his sister might enjoy a little bit of the naughty stuff. She's a dirty Bertie, and Jimmy knew it well. So if you have seen this, you come and tell us, you come and let the boys know. And all the usual social streams, Dogger Saints on Instagram. Dogger Saints on Facebook. And the old Dogger Saints on Instagram. Dogger Saints on Twitter. And the old Facey B. We might have been away for a while, but we're back now. But even in the period in between, the situation never changed. Even when you didn't have Dan's Guide to Internet Safety, the situation never changed. Stay off the banter. 
You stay off the mantle and you come and you let the boys know where you've seen the saint. Get there. Five weeks you had to work on that, Dan. Five weeks. I think you did quite well with the right guard, right card thing. I think it was, was excellent work, to be brutally honest with you. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Well, first of all, it was only going to be Remy Matthews having a fight with Frank Rijkaard. But then I felt I needed a little bit of a, <laughs> I, I need a little bit of a link in between. And so I went for Remy Gard. I'd, I like it. I think you've, you've worked that in very, very well. Uh, shall we go to, oh, right, before we get to Saints Masters, which is everybody's favourite 10 question fuck about every week. Wholesome Content Corner. A little bit from the football yesterday at Motherwell. Now, wee Milesy, my son. He's in at St. Johnson now. That's his thing. So the the Junior Saints is up and running again. So get your membership for them if you've got wee kids. And they did a meet the manager event. So you got to go and sit with Callum uh, and he'd sign your contract and you got a wee gift and stuff and you get your photo taken with Callum Davidson. So Miles comes out, goes straight up to him and goes, you're that man off the telly. Great. Well, yeah. well, well, well done, Milesy. So he's got a photo. So he's in the Saints now and uh, he said, can I come to the football on Saturday? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. So we said, can we go and meet the players and get autographs? I'm like, I'm going to have to turn around at the football ground at half past 12. Not ideal. Not ideal. But we go to the ground. First person that comes out, Paz. What a guy. Sits and chats to Miles. We sit and chat away. He gets his photo with him. And then it's the Edinburgh crew. So it's Spoonie, McGowan, uh, Montgomery and Kane. And they're all chatting away to him. They're all crouched down chatting to him. They, get, they all curl around him for a photo what a nice bunch of professional football players these guys not one person walked past and said no every single person stopped to say hello and miles got an autograph and he said thank you to each one and they went they were all like oh no problem at all we man and walked up brilliant brilliant examples and every football player should be like that and i was so chuffed for him because he was delighted that everybody was so nice well done st johnson ah they're a good bunch of lads and you know they we <clears throat> anytime we've spoke to any of them and uh, even when we were at the um, play sponsor evening, uh, like, well, earlier this year, actually, back in the last season, they're just great guys. They're just nice, nice lads. So, to, you know, chat to anyone, obviously, great with the kids. They're doing so much in the community. I think a lot of stuff, and particularly resonated with um, with me recently, has been, you know, Remy Matthews and stuff he's been doing around, um, around the mental health side of things. So, yeah, I mean, an absolute credit, but I did enjoy sort of getting a text from you, well, a message in the group chat, seeing what everyone was doing um, at half 12, whether anyone was coming up to the ground. <laughs> and just a mate of ours, Adam, just going back, what are you doing up at the ground at half 12? And you just sent a picture of Miles there with his thumbs up Sharpie. and his autograph book in hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, that's how I got into football, was getting taken up to McDermott and getting autographs and stuff like that. So... If he didn't have a bad, if he had a bad experience, if any of all the players just kind of walked past them, then he, he wouldn't want to go back. But no, of um, course, first experiences are like you know really important at that age. Yeah, and the junior Saints thing in the Mutant Suite, in the Mutant Suite gym um, was brilliant. Like there was full of kids, and they got to play darts and football, and then Brogan was there. It was brilliant. So if you've got young kids, and you can just basically pap them in there for an hour, and you can watch the football. Happy days. Uh, <laughs> I walked into the Mutant, and you were. You were in there, having, admittedly having a Coca-Cola, I must say. Yes, I did. I had uh, two cans of Diet Coca-Cola and some Stovies. Oh, my God. How good were they, by the way? Do you, have you had them How many? £1.75 for like a pint of Stovies. See, I'm going to have to get the early bus because now I can't get the bus to the football. I had a great time on the bus. Did anybody shout bus wanker at you? 
No, no. They were, I, I was a bit upset because I couldn't get the front. Um, I, but I top, I top decked it, but I couldn't get the front, so I couldn't pretend I was driving the bus. A waste of time. So, it was a bit of a waste of time. But it was um, a wholesome day, but it did mean that by the time I got into the Morton, um, it was heaving. It was super busy on Saturday, but um, yeah, which is good. It is good, and that's what kind of what you want. Um, so yeah, great experience all round. Junior Saints, if you've got youngsters, get them in. Uh, a great day for them as well. Let's go to Saints Masters. Let's do it. Let's do it. Saints Masters time. Welcome to Saints Masters, a quiz not ripped at all, at all from Ken Bruce's Potmaster. Completely different, Dan. It is, it is. And if the hot shot lawyers at the BBC want to try and tell us different, then they probably won't five. No, no, we'll, 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 we'll back down and do something else. But we've got somebody that wants to come and have a go at it today. We're joined by Neil Tilson. How you doing, Neil? You okay? Yeah, good, thanks. Hi there. Good, how you doing? Good Whereabouts in the world are you? I'm actually an unusual Saints fan in that I'm in Dundee and I'm from Dundee. But I'm a Saints fan. My dad's from Perth, so I grew up a Saints fan. Yeah. Brilliant. That, that was that was gonna be my next question. How do you end up being a um a Saints fan being in Dundee? But we how did you enjoy your fireworks midweek last week in Kirkton? You weren't anywhere near oh, there, were you? Yeah. No, th- thankfully far enough away and a wee bit further east. I'm kind of just in the ferry. Uh, yeah. The the posh bit of Dundee, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, it's part of that whole area of Dundee. <clears throat> it's only there for five years, but that I just don't know nothing about. Like, because uh, I just never went out of the West End, obviously. Unless yeah. I was playing football somewhere. Uh, Brotty Ferry's a, a great night out. Then we used to go just go there for the day and just kind of get a train back and Dundee and up the road again. Ah, Brotty Ferry's great. Lovely place. Um, do you get to the games? I do sometimes. I've, I've, I mean, I've never lived in Perth, um, but I get to the games a fair bit. When I was growing up, we went a lot with my dad and my brother, and then I lived in Edinburgh for about 15 years. And so during that time, I was kind of mainly at just the Easter Road or Hibs or the occasional game. Uh, oh, sorry, at And um, But I've moved back to Dundee about six years ago, so I've been going a lot more regularly uh, again now. Brilliant. Good stuff. And um, how do you think we'll fare this season? I think it's going pretty well. I think yeah. uh, we've had a good turnaround. I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty optimistic that Callum's turned it around. So yeah, feeling good. Were you, were you in the were you previously in the Callum out camp or have you have you stood firm? Uh not not completely, but I felt we were heading that way at one point. Um, but I think the business done in the summer's been good. I think the strength in the team really needed it, and a lot of things I thought weren't going to get fixed seem to have been fixed. So that's good. Yeah, I think that's pretty much our opinion as well, Dan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that thing, that Photoshop I made after the Aberdeen game, Callum, thanks for the memories. It's tired, goes age like milk. So, yeah. <laughs> it didn't age particularly well, but. Right, let's get to the quiz. We have got 10 questions for you. Seven regular Saints questions, three bonus questions. And on the new comeback, we've we've slightly tweaked the feature because it was too much like Potmaster where we gave you an option. So you've got one bonus question. (laughs) Basically, I didn't write them. So we've got one bonus option this week. And what is the bonus category this week, Daniel? It's tea in the park. Oh, that means it could mean absolutely nothing and is likely to not mean a blooming thing about tea in the park itself. But are you ready to have a go? 
I'm ready to have a go. Let's yeah. do it. The Saints Masters. Oh, I keep thinking I need to get the short version put on here. Sorry for the unprofessional. I'll just play the sexy Michael Harburg music. Does that get you loose and relaxed for the, the competition, Neil? Very relaxed, yeah. Good. Right, we are ready to go. That That is what I'm here to do. Dan, go for it. I've got a pen and paper. Three points for our correct answer. Six points for the bonus. Let's go for it. Okay, Neil. Nice and easy okay. to start you off with, mate. Which, okay. member of the which member of the current St. Johnston squad is off to play in the World Cup? David Wotherspoon for Canada. Correct. So, move swiftly on. Question number two. Who was St. Johnston's opponents in the last game at Muirton Park? Oh, jeez. I only went to Muirton Park once when I was very small. Was it the last game? Uh, I'll, just, I'll, guess, I'll guess Dundee. It's not a bad guess. It was Air. Air United. Okay. Question three. Bonus question one. Which player with the initials TT signed for Saints from Greenock Morton in 1990? Tommy Turner? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. The bonus question being T in the park, and that was the tease there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I see. That's the tease. Yeah. Nothing to do with yeah, the actual music festival. Us, What's that, sorry? Do you remember when he ghosted us? Yeah. Ah, he's, yeah, he was supposed to come on then just disappear off the face of the planet. Mm. Hope he's I okay. Did get a whole episode. I did get a whole episode out of the partridge. Roger Moore is on his way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on his uh, way. That. And he, and he, he <laughs> never showed. Question four. St. Johnston player. So, which member of the current squad has the squad number thirty-seven? Is it? Is it McLennan? It's not. It's Nicky Clark. Oh no! I know. <laughs> I should have got on, that on the Nicky Clark loving episode here as well. I know. I know. I actually um, thought you might change the Halberg music to Nicky Clark these days. Oh, it's on the brink. It's on the brink. <laughs> <laughs> Just like can turn it off now because we're going to ask you a question about Nicky Clark's dad. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which makes <laughs> makes up very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> question five. Former manager Sandy Clark managed which club immediately before becoming St. Johnston manager? I don't, I, I don't know. So I'm just going to take a punt and say Partick Thistle. <sighs> it's a good guess. It's the right ballpark. It's Hamilton Ackies. Okay, yeah. Right side. Uh, Is the country going the right direction? That's yeah, it. yeah, you're on the west, so we're up, yeah. Okay, so question number six, bonus question. So Tea yep. in the Park Music Festival was held just outside Kim Ross from nineteen ninety seven to twenty fourteen. But which player who lived in Kim Ross started his senior career with the club between nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety five? We have got a clue for you. His son currently plays for Inverness. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to have to guess a player who I think was that era, um, Paul Cherry. I thought you'd done it then. It's Paul Dees. Oh, okay. Oh, Scott Dees. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's Robbie Dees. Who reached out Robbie Dees. I think we were linked yeah, to them in the summer, I think, Inverness. weren't we? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we've been linked with a couple of times. Question number seven. It's a multiple choice. How old was Stevie May when he scored on his debut? Was he 16, 17 or 18? I mean, I was definitely watching at that time, but yeah, I'm going to go 17. I'll go down the middle. Middle for diddle. It's 16. 
It's the uh, answer. It's only 16. Yeah, gosh. Unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was doing it 16. Um, <laughs> I don't want to know. Anyway, question number eight. What's next in this sequence? George Wimpy, Taylor Wimpy, GS Brown Construction. Is it the bin group? It's not. It's investing Perth. <sighs> Was in the right idea, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got the, the theme right. Yeah, that's a, tr- a tricky one. That. Not to worry. We 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 carry on. There's still plenty of points available. <laughs> I've got another multiple choice for you, Neil. So this is question nine. Okay. Your third bonus question. Teen the Park Festival was moved to Strathallan in 2015, but since the festival started in 1994, how many goalkeepers called Allen? have made a first-team appearance. <laughs> I forgot, I know that question. Brilliant That's question. ridiculous. I've got to give you that. Is it three, three, four or five? Oh, jeez, I can only... Hey, Alan Main, Alan Maris. Um, oh, I thought I had another one. But no, that's Andy, Andy, Andy Rhodes, I'm thinking of. Oh, am I missing anyone? I'm making sure I'm not missing anyone obvious. I can only think of two, so I'm going to go for three. Gosh, oh, goodness. How many keepers have I missed? So you had two. The obvious yeah. one, the one I'd say was obvious that you, I know you're saying you're thinking it was an obvious one, so it was Alan McGregor, and then there was Alan Ferguson and Alan Miller. Okay, yeah. I should have, yeah, I should have remembered McGregor anyway, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a that's a tricky old uh, tricky old question. It was a bit of a stinker, that one, to be fair. <laughs> Throwing a few in. Um, so question 10, it's the line-up question. So I just need the year. So in what year did we line up with the following team. Okay. Manus, Mackay, Scobie, Craig, Wright, Anderson, Miller, McDonald, McLean, Wotherspoon, and Hasselbank. And we'll give you a clue. It was a European game. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty much like the cup team. So I'll go 2014 and assume it was the European campaign after that. The cup, yeah, 2014. It was just... It was 2013. It was the start ah. of the cup winning season. Yeah, we'd done well in the league the year before. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Rosenberg was game. Rosenberg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But not bad. Nine points. Certainly <laughs> could have been worse, to be fair. We're we lose score so far. Well, there's a chance to make it double figures with the, okay. th- with yeah. the three and 10. So we'll give you 10 okay. seconds to name a certain thing. Have you got that up, Dan? I've got it here. So we can make it 10 points and save some face, Neil. Okay. Go for the go for the question. I'll hit the button and then we'll do the countdown from there. So you ready to go, Neil? I'm ready, yeah. Good man. Go for it, Dan. Okay, Neil, the countdown will always start once I've asked the question. I'll need from you three and ten. So three players that have scored two or more goals this season. Okay, Nicky Clark and Stevie May. And... Uh, Nicky Clark and Stevie Me are definitely answering. Both will. Um, Carrie. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give you. We'll give you. I'm saying you're just in time. Yeah, it um, was. So we've got May Clark, Graham Carey, as you said, um, Dre Wright, Malcolm Holberg, and Jamie Murphy. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, so ten points, decent, not bad total okay. at all, and 
you, you came in, you gave it a good shot. So well done you for joining in the first place. A lot, oh, you've, well. you've done more than what a lot of people have, haven't done, is actually get on and come and have a go. It was, it was, uh, I was ready to give a go. It was funny, I told my dad I was doing it today. He was just like, what are you doing that for? You don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the support you need off the, the old man yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's exactly the sort of thing either of our old, Old man inside. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Also. A wee bit of a backhanded compliment. You can let them know you did okay. You got into double figures. Ah, yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Ten, just say you got 10 points, 10 questions. That's, he doesn't need to know yeah. the scoring yeah. system. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil, thank you very much for coming to join us. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll see you up at McDermott. Yeah. If you do come, if you do see us, just come up and say hi to us. We'd love to say hi to you. I uh, will do. Thanks so much. It's great to have you back, guys. Brilliant, really Neil. To to oh, thanks, Neil. Really okay, a- take care. Really Really appreciate it, Neil. Thanks again, mate. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks. Cheers, buddy. So thank you to Neil for being our... I want to say our victim. It's not. It's great fun. If you want to have a go at Saints Masters, come on and have a shot. And there'll be a prize at the end of the season. Uh, when we finished the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, Josh Marnick was delighted because he thought that was it and he was finishing top. <laughs> no dice, my friend. We go again. We go again. The universe, Josh, thought he was on top of the world. Like the actual universe, just no dice, Pally. Certainly not. But let's talk about. No, let's not talk about anything. Let's do this. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What wants the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. The club shop of shame. What rubbish football merchandise have you seen? around please get it and it's coming to the festive period so there's always a lot of crap kicking about uh we got one through uh it was just a bottle of bobby lynn gin called bobby gin um for this was a special for his testimony which is absolutely superb but this week we're talking about something a bit different dan yeah now we like to talk about the shameless hawking of the merch from the football clubs who are you ever we had a pool cleaning robot. Robot? A pool cleaning robot from Stad Red. But what we're going to talk about is the two most shameless chances we know doing a bit of hawking themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, dear friends, we would like to introduce you to doggershakes.myspreadshop.co.uk. Yes! So we have started an online shop, not for ripping the piss or anything this is genuine a genuine thing we're doing to try and raise funds for the podcast because when we kind of finished it off um it costs a lot of money to run this um hard to believe that this actually costs money but the editing equipment all doing the montage stuff all the systems we use cost money the zoom systems we use the platform we use, everything costs money to put on so we need to build up a bit of a pot and what better way to do that than to have a range of merchandise done yeah and we've teamed up with we signed up to this thing called my spreadshop basically it's just a different way of doing it but what it means is we can have a we're not gonna have a lot of stocks out there so it means we can actually just go a bit nuts with how much we put on and what we can offer the problem we've got is i'm gonna end up spending a load of my own money on my own podcast now <laughs> yeah it's not as if we'd be buying all the stock and it's sitting there and we can just kind of dish out stuff for free we don't have keep any of this in stock this is all kind of like through a third party which is kind of the easier way to do it. But the range is phenomenal, what we've got on offer here. We've got mugs, we've got T-shirts, we've got pillows, we've got aprons, we've got duffel bags, bucket hats, kind of cool retro bags, trucker caps, backpacks, bum bags, T-shirts, vests. Tumpa! 
bag. <laughs> I like the I like the bum bag. To be fair, I'm a big fan of the bum bag. Uh, fitted women's t-shirts, kind of baseball t-shirts, pint glasses, coasters, you name it. We've got it in different styles. We've got the just the original. We've got the teal magenta background, and we've got the blue background as well. Plus, finally, after all this time, we've got it. You need length, you need width, and you need depth. Sex Tips with Shelly Kerr has finally made it in merchandise form. You can get her on a t-shirt, you can get her on a coaster, or you can get her on a mug, finally. And George O'Boy on the Royal Mugs as well. The Sex Tips with Shelly Kerr coaster is probably my favourite thing that we've got on there, just because it's a Sex Tips with Shelly Kerr coaster. I'm trying to look at, I'm just having a look through a Sex Tips with Shelly Kerr mug. I'm going to have to get it internal to work with that. Did I, did I tell you? This is what I can do. I think I did tell you. There was an accident. Now, Remember our first run of mugs? Oh, yeah. The blue ones. Mm-hmm. Original ones. It was brilliant. I love that mug. But I had it in work. I took it into work and used it there. And then um, it's my own fault because I was holding it like a total spanner. But I was going to like make another brew. And for some reason, I wasn't holding it by the handle. I was holding it sort of on the inside and it just sort of slipped. Uh... Because it was, uh, yeah, and it's just slipped out of my hand. I thought, I'm watching it hit the deck. I'm like, that's carpet there. Like, I might be all right here. And then remembered it was a thin layer of carpet and a massive thing of concrete sort of flooring. It smashed into a million little pieces. But because they were a limited run and we never were able to get them back, the company we got them from never did them again. But I think you can get something pretty close to that. You can get a few people asked if they could get it. But I think you can get ones that are pretty close to what they were. So, yeah, it's a good it, it's it's an absolute free-for-all. It is. There's even a, a, a Saints Christmas teddy with the Teal Magenta logo on his top. Teal Magenta glass jar with handle and screw cap. We've got insulated water bottles, beer mugs, pillows, you name it. It's on there. We, and I'll have to say as well, we don't dictate the pricing of this. This is put up by them. So, um, and I think there's some pretty reasonable. Plus, for the next two weeks, 15% off all purchases. So if you want a George O'Boy on the Royal Mug, much cheapness. 15% off the total. There's only two of them in existence at the minute as well. There is. George O'Boyle Mugs, because we we did them as a prototype and mm-hmm. then just never bothered. Um, so we've got... It's, yeah, no, it's good. Um, and I think the way it works, just so you're all in the know, because we don't want to just be sort of transparent about it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you set up this shop and then when you purchase something, they... They, they make it basically. and they, they make it, yeah. So the majority of the costings uh, goes to them because they're making everything and we get a small cut basically and it goes okay. into our pot basically. So we're just trying to look at as many different ways as possible to raise revenue for the podcast. Also running until Tuesday this week, uh, there's a couple of number of Saints tops I've got up on eBay. Uh, you can find that through our social media channels. The 2014 Scottish Cup final top I've got up there, which is sitting at about 150 quid, which is your chance because that very rarely comes up online. So that's your chance. A couple of signed tops is on there. One of the the very rare kind of sample kits from the early 2000s is on there as well. So have a look at them. All the money goes into the pot for the podcast. Um, so we're not trying to just, this isn't a money-making scheme. This is just to keep us going because that's kind of what how we kind of fell a bit foul a couple of weeks back. So we're doing our things and like the Shelly the Shelley Care stuff is brilliant. And we're going to be releasing a David Wotherspoon Canada t-shirt very soon as well. Yeah, <laughs> we are indeed. We are going to be doing that. So, no, it's, like we say, it's just a bit more of a sustainable way for us. <clears throat> um, like I say, there's some stuff on there, you know, it reminds me of Focal. Remember Focal? It's very Focal, yeah, but I like the hoodies. Like, it's good that, you, like, we don't even, like, it's not just one T-shirt, one unisex T-shirt in a different sizes. 
You can basically click on, say you're looking at the women's premium hoodie. You can get it in numerous colors. You can get it in any color you want. There's light mint, heather denim, pink, crystal pink, magenta, bordeaux. It says purple, but it's magenta. So you can you can take your pick of choices and sizes, and it, it all goes towards helping us. So treat your treat your loved one to a set of Shelly Care uh, coasters for a Christmas. I'm sure they will be absolutely delighted. Or a magenta bum bag. Anyway, um, <laughs> fanny pack if you're American. To our American listeners, hello Nikki. She's now oh, an American citizen as well. Congratulations to Nikki for being an American citizen. Oh yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Her and her man, yep. Hey. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, so good on you guys. Uh, Thanks. They'll for- be eating fried stuff with cheese. I'm, I was going to have a, a go at the Americans about eating fried stuff with cheese, but then remembered Scotland <laughs> and also what I had on the way home from the pub last night. So what? What did you have? Chips and cheese. Where from? Um, kebab shop on Craig Cross. Oh, nice. Good. This is the thing now, because I don't go out until like half two in the morning anymore and stuff like that. <laughs> I've now deemed it to be more important to leave the pub at a certain time so I can actually make that place before it shuts. Nice. Because it's on my way and I don't have to go into town. Um, but normal service of the club shop of shame will be resumed henceforth. So get your examples into us. I'm not going to, Sam's looking at me, so I'm not going to do an example this week. But let's, I don't know, let's just say, since Robot Wars, um, (laughs) Ryan McGowan, Eucalyptus Sweets, I don't know. (laughs) It could all be going off, you know, we don't know. Get there, It's it's all good, it's all fine. But we move and we move on. Samuel, you want to move on? That's actually one of the, your, your better outros, to be fair. Uh, moving on, <laughs> let's give the... Remember that one where I totally gave up because I realised I was doing cinch wrestling two weeks on the trot? <laughs> Something about yeah, David Martindale punting council, I believe, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that little uh, doozy ended. Um, we'll finish up the podcast just by talking about St. Johnston players. We've not talked about Nicky Clark too much since we've been off air. He's been a revelation since he came in. I know a lot of grief about... When we signed McGowan and Considine and Carey and Murphy about their ages, but they've all got points to prove and they're proving them. Ah, uh, I'll tell you what, Australia must have some bloody squad going to Qatar if Brian McGowan can't get in there. He's been sensational in a number of positions now for us. A uh, brilliant guy to have in the squad. He's not that old either. I mean, he's 32. You know, 32 is just, you know, a young, a young man. Are you 32? He's still in your prime. Yeah, I'm 32. Of course you are. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, McGowan and Considine and Big Mitchell. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. But they got moaned about because it was another loan from Millwall. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have had a few, but, yeah, I mean, they've been superb. Liam Gordon, I mean, sort of keeping Liam Gordon out of the side for quite a while. And then McGowan's been mo- McGowan was moved into midfield um, because probably needed a little bit of bite in there. Um, Mark Holberg doesn't necessarily provide you with Bite as a midfielder. No, he doesn't. No. You forget McPherson's out as well, Cammy McPherson. Exactly. That was one that sort of not heard much about. Um, You know, you look where we sit, it's right near the the guys that aren't in the squad. (laughs) There's some big players sort of sat in that stand. Callum Booth's still in there, Chrissy Kane, guys like that. So, obviously McPherson and um, Murray, Mm -hmm. Davison. Yeah, that's um, you know, there's there's plenty to come in, but the guy like I'm saying the guys that have been out there doing the business, I think you mentioned Nicky Clark, but 
Can't mention Nicky Clark without mentioning Stevie May. No, not at all. He's the he's got it's like setting another new player, isn't it? You're getting two players at the moment, Nicky Clark, because you're getting Stevie May out of his shell and back to his back to his best again. Exactly. We got we've got got Stevie May back. And it is so many people have made the comparison, but it's a really valid one that Nicky Clark is basically playing the role Macca did. Uh-huh. Steve McLean. And that was when Mazo was at his best before. So obviously earlier on in the season, I mean Mazo's not hit the hat or hadn't hit the heights that we knew he was capable of really since he came back. Um sort of looking at it early in the season, it, I think him and the bear got tried a couple of times together, never really hit it off. And then it seemed to have a big case of either the bear or Mazo. It was up, you know, sort of one of them playing up top on their own and Mazo's not a lone centre forward. It's just really not. But having Nicky Clark there, it's just been superb. And like you say, it's been like having two, making two signings because we had the old Stevie May back. Probably the, the one area maybe like to see us um, look at after the World Cup because I think we don't have to go into January needing wholesale changes. We certainly don't actually need that, but maybe need to look at something in midfield. I think and so. McGowan's doing a fine job there. It depends on where he sees McGowan. Also, I think it depends on what happens with Mitchell. So Millwall calling back. Maybe need another centre back. Just to, well, we've still got Mahon, who's kind of disappeared off the face of the planet. Uh, he's banished. He's it, he's the latest in a long line of Cal's banishings. <laughs> he's he's going to be in there with the Effies of this world and the Hayden Mullers and Reese Devines. A two Vertanens. A two Vertanen. Oh, I forgot about him, the saviour. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, you you can't have any complaints with Saints at the minute. They're playing. I had playing some decent stuff as well. I think they're playing some good football. I think Stevie May's just an absolute joy to watch in a minute, fizzing about the place. The one thing that has confused me a fair bit is the insistence on playing James Brown at left back. I mean, he obviously wants someone who's a bit more secure defensively than Adam Montgomery. I do like Adam Montgomery. Tony Gallagher sort of came back from injury around the same time as Spoonie, and then he's now just getting splinters on his arse a little bit. Yeah, but, it's a weird one, Gallagher, isn't it? Just not getting the nod, but I'm, I'm sure you'll get us. You'll get a shout. I think he's he's more than good enough. Maybe looking after the World Cup. Maybe giving him a bit more time. It is more than good enough. I thought he was. Um, unfortunately, I thought the injury came at a really bad time for him because I thought he was getting getting something going really on that left hand side. But you've got he does do some weird things. The manager. I, I will be honest here. Because Jimmy Brown had his best game, I'd say, for us against Rangers. Certainly his best game for quite a while against Rangers when he was playing at right back, which is his natural position. A couple of days later, he shunted to left back. And then yesterday, he was just not in the side at all. So it was almost like he had to do a merry-go-round of Dr. Dre, Montgomery and Jimmy Brown. So, But no, they've, they've been... Brilliant. 11 points out of 15 going into the break. Because um, we had, sort of, I think, lost three on the bounce before that. So it was it was important and they've responded really well. Like I say, I think everyone's just sort of gay for Nicky Clark. Yeah, I completely understandable for that. Um, you did, uh, players you mentioned that have been out injured, one of them you, you mentioned was Murray Davidson. Um, I hope everybody was at Murray Davidson's testimonial dinner last night had a, a great time. Apparently Mark Haitley was excellent. <laughs> I have I've only heard good things about Mark Caitlin's performance. Um and I'm sure everyone who was at the breakfast event this morning would have had a you know would have seen Murray uh, in peak condition. <laughs> Apparently he, he had a rare night on Saturday. Yeah, they 
a few negative comments about this. We couldn't get a ticket for love nor money for that because we were like that. We'll get a table together, the doggers, for a table. At the time we came around, it was sold out instantly. So God knows what happened with that. But uh, I hope it raised lots of money for the guy. That's the main thing. He's a good, great servant to the club. But in the end of the day, that's, that's it. <clears throat> Obviously, we all want to go well. Um, you know, he's he's deserved it because he's he's been such a fantastic player for us. Um, hopefully, we'll see him a bit more second half of the season. I mean, it's probably looking fairly obvious that. I mean, I don't know whether it is actually. I was going to say it's looking fairly obvious that this will be his last season, but I'm not exactly bursting with options in midfield. So if he comes in as a good second half of the half of the term, then why it, not? Yeah, it, it's there to play for. So, um, yeah, no, all the best. But yeah, um, yeah, if you like Rangers, you'd have liked Mark Haitley last night. Yeah, very, very Rangers heavy on that one. But that wasn't the only thing that was happening yesterday. I mean, damn it, a lot of uh, good stuff happening. The FCU were doing a soft toy collection for kids for a cha- uh, for a charity, Let Them For All. Me and Miles went down with a wee Pikachu toy for them. Yeah, that did incredibly well. Um, there was a bucket collection for it's Kaiser Sport. No, it's a lovely thing to do. And obviously, um, Kevin was organising that fellow we know well, pal of ours. He's um, a lot of effort into that and um, a lot of volunteers um, getting on board. So, no, nah, brilliant thing to do. And it is one of the nice things, the friendship with <clears throat> Eskaiser Sport. It's sort of endured nearly a decade now. Yeah, it's been... All just based around a bit of a piss-up. That's how the, the so, basis of good friendships are formed, my friend. That is how good friendships are formed. That's how me and you became friends anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, much, eh? um, no, so that's great. And obviously the soft toy collection, fantastic stuff from the, from the FCU guys. So as long as none of the toys have a balaclava on it, they'll be, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, and to finish off that bucket collection raised just under two grand, I think, which was right, really quality. good from Spare Change. So brilliant uh, stuff there. So, but we have come to the end of the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a bit all over the camp this week, but ah, that's, that's what we enjoy. That's what it's all about. Now we've come to the end of the road. So I just hit any button to try and drain you out there. My apologies. But, uh, we we have to thank, before we go, the fine people at Flonix Limited, flonix.co.uk. As you know, as you've heard for the umpteenth time, Flonix offers flexible IT support, professional IT project delivery, and expert IT advice. And if you're looking for a Christmas present idea, go to ashleylam.co.uk and have a look at the silent auction. There's absolutely loads of stuff in there, and that's running from the 1st of November to the 30th, so you'll get in plenty of time for Christmas. I think there's like a House of Brewer hamper worth 149 quid. You can get your own website designed was worth about 800 quid. Like I said, there's packed full of stuff honestly go take a wee look ashleylam.co.uk a-s-h-l-i-e-l-a-m-b.co.uk very greedy but you get to do the song dan i do get to do the song but i'd just like to before we close out on the song uh just to thank you again again echo everything um about having a look at ashley's website and the, the silent auction and thanks again to dan for uh supporting us and um obviously wishing him all the very best um with a fundraising and hopefully we see a positive positive outcomes there. Um, thanks to everyone for listening and for sticking with us during our hiatus. Um, it's been a rare old laugh being back and I've thoroughly enjoyed it, mate. So I've missed it. I've not, I, I didn't want to admit it, but I've missed it. So. Yeah, me too. Well, of course I missed it. We just needed the, the wee break. So that's why we're probably not going to be weekly. We'll probably likely be fortnightly. And this is probably the ideal time going into a period of where there's no games and the World Cup's on. But we'll do some World Cup Canada-based action on the go as well. And uh, keep an eye out for Spoonie. It will be the second greatest World Cup content behind Ainsley's World Cup flavours. Oh, you, you've been desperate to shoehorn this in. I'll, I'll give you it. Go.
Oh, it's my favourite programme. Um, but I'm going to give you the rundown. Of, I'm going to do... It's like total die on your ass television. Uh, it's a total fuck-up. Uh, I'm going to give you an episode-by-episode episode rundown. So this is very quick with episode one, because I'm just feeling the way, and it actually looked pretty competent, this one. Um, but the funniest from it, Sam Allardyce was on. <laughs> Good. So that's always a funny. Um, also introduced as former England manager. I genuinely forgot about that whole episode, and that was very funny. So, you know, um, Ainsley, you know, he described his steak sauce that he was making as having a bit of a kick, and he demonstrated this kick by doing an actual air kick, <laughs> like pretending to kick the ball. That was very good. Nice. Um, but what was becoming evident quite early on was this. Uh, he's got this mixologist fella on with, and we'll get to more of him in episode two. <laughs> but... He started with, his, his first recommendation of a drink was a sparkling tea from Fortnum and Mason. Yeah, because everyone's just going to go down to Fortnum and Mason, aren't they, man? No. To get a sparkling tea. No. no, no. And he admitted he only liked football when it came to the World Cup. So I think he's, in terms of people that are at it, the mixologist fellas at it. But 100%. there we go. And I will, I will sing a little song. F-L-O-N-I-X. If you can spell it, Guidi will instead. It's phonics and they do IT solutions that I think are nice. Serve your IT needs and mend the phonics on your friends and they support the doggers with pride. It's good to be back, babies. I'll see you next time. Bye. See ya, bye. Do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always there. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon I know Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye, goodbye. And tomorrow just lie today